everyone. My name is Anna Lomprier and this is Jules O'Neill and we are the Wayfinders for the Cornwall Memory Cafe Network. So we are so privileged today to have the glorious, gorgeous, authentic, down-to-earth, powerhouse of a woman, Lynn, um, or Mama Lynn, I see your email. So I reckon some some people out there know you as Mama Lynn. And um, yeah, from the Purple Angels, thank you um, so much for giving us your time, Lynn. Um, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna ask you, we're gonna pick your brain and everything about the Purple Angels. I'm really excited to meet Lynn. I've never met her before. I know a little bit about the Purple Angels as um, they are quite popular at some of the memory cafes. So hopefully this podcast is going to introduce the rest of the cafes who maybe don't know a lot about the angels and maybe have never heard of Lynn herself. So yeah, let's get on with it. Really excited. <laughs> nice to meet you, Jules. Lovely to meet you, Lynn. So, Lynn, I reckon then the best place to start is to tell us uh, you're the ambassador for New Key. How did the Purple Angels come about and how did you become a Purple Angel? Do you know what? I'm not quite sure. And it makes me laugh that I do dementia awareness uh, sessions because I forget so much it's untrue. Um, I think I was at an Alzheimer's um, meet, uh, meeting training thing. Um, and there was someone there that mentioned Purple Angels or Purple Angel. And um, the Alzheimer's Society actually wanted me to do training for them. Uh, and all training, all awareness is amazing. Um, but I found out a little bit more about Purple Angel. And it was very much, with Alzheimer's, uh, it's very much if, if you did a session in Birmingham, um, and someone else did a session in, you know, Manchester and I did one here. It's very, quite corporate, brilliant, brilliant, but quite corporate. Yeah. And then I heard about Purple Angel where you could kind of do your own thing. So I thought, I like that. Um, so I put together my own presentation. So my presentation is very personal. It's about real people, real situations, how I dealt with them. And that seems to, and I've got photos of, of the people I'm talking about and maybe little videos and that seems to resonate with people more than me just saying I don't know facts and figures and whatever so that's why I got involved with Purple Angel because that's the route I wanted to take amazing and the Purple Angels who is the founder? What's the? Can you tell us the ethos or the founder or the philosophy or anything? Absolutely. Um, it's Purple Angel. The actual charity is Purple Angel. Um, and it was founded by just a fabulous man called Norman McNamara um, from Torbay. Now, he's got Lewy body dementia. And he went into a shop one day and maybe wasn't treated the way he felt he should be. Um and I've got so much respect for him because instead of going home and plastering it all over face, you know, social media about this shop and da, 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 he decided to do something about it. And so uh, he formed Purple Angel. Um, purple because it's a, a healing, lovely colour. Angel because that's what he calls his wife, Elaine, um, who cares for him. And he started with a few volunteers in Torbay 
in 2012, I think it was, and now we're in 60 countries all around the world. Wow! I know, it's amazing. <laughs> he, he, that's all through, through him. He zooms, he works hard all the time. He's, um, he's, he's, he's not as well as he used to be, and he is pulling back now some, but my God, that man's a powerhouse. He's he's awesome, and he does Zoom meetings every. He never stops. So, wow. and people kind of do it their own way. Um, I think we are the only team. Um, I've got a small team of volunteers now, and I think we're the only ones that do it the way we do it. Um, <laughs> in other words, if if you want your certificate, you come and you listen to me for an hour and a half. Um, because most people give out information. Stop laughing. Give out information. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and to, to businesses or cafes or whatever, say, I'll come back in three weeks. And if you can um, assure me that your staff have read all the information, you can have your sticker and your shout out on Radio Nuki. And you're oh, so a lot of advertising comes with this. And that's my thank you to people for coming. So I started to do that. And then I would go back to a business and there would be somebody on duty who'd never heard of me. Not me, not me, who'd never heard of Purple Angel and, and what, what it's about, dementia. And I thought, I'm not having this. I'm just not having this. I'm not having people say that, yes, all their staff have, have had the information and read it um, and, and get the advertising and get the perks out of it uh, when actually somebody could go into that cafe who's seen the sticker, thinks that they're going somewhere, who's aware and they're going to get treated, um, you know, with care and kindness. And actually, they're not. And I thought, I'm not having it. So the only way now um, is I is to come along to one of my sessions and I know that everyone that has got a certificate and has got a sticker, it has actually done the session and is dementia aware. Um, and that's right for them. And it's right for the people that... that maybe we'll come into their business you know so that's the way it is now <laughs> and how you mentioned the sessions so they're dementia awareness sessions and that you do them with a lot of businesses so how how does the hour run could you give us an example with how to say jules it's an hour um mm -hmm. i did one at the job center uh just this last week and it, it was two hours and the manager was sort of looking at his watch because I think they had, we, we, we kept it just within two minutes to go. But a lot <laughs> of that is to do the sessions, how long they last, are very much to do with the people that are there. Yeah. Because I try and keep small groups and that allows people to speak if they want to. Um, because it's a heartbreaking disease. And once you start talking about it, and if other people want to talk about it, you can't just say we haven't got time so um and they were a brilliant group at the job center but yeah the sessions are an hour and a half it's not just for businesses Jules it's for everybody so you know it's it's yeah people come along that and, and I love it when people come along and, and we introduce ourselves at the beginning and why you're here and and the people that say I'm just here because I don't know anything about dementia and I'd like to know I love those people because that's what we want. We want people in the community to know uh, about dementia. I mean, the job centre was funny because when I said, you know, that's how we normally start, we introduce ourselves and then you tell me why you're here. 
but I actually know why you're here. You've got no choice. You've been told to come along. You've got guns at your head. So we, we'll miss that bit out. So <laughs> they just came <laughs> <in>. <laughs> um, so, um, so, yeah, so it's an hour and a half of real situations. And um, I'm just a bit passionate about what I do. So, um, yeah, but it's not just for businesses. It's for, we, we will go to businesses because often it's hard for businesses to get all their staff to us. So we do the airport. I do or do all the awareness sessions at the airport. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, I love it out there. They're lovely. It's like my second home. The staff at the air, Nuki Airport are amazing. <laughs> and so um, oh, I'm also on the um, accessibility forum at the airport. And for a small, sorry, were you going to say something? Oh, no, no, no. It's fine. Oh, sorry. Because <laughs> I will just go on forever. You go um, on. It's brilliant. Go on. <laughs> um, the accessibility forum at the airport are amazing. They're a small airport and they strive all the time to give passengers the very, very best experience. And so they have the accessibility forum, which is which I'm part of. But there's people there um, that are maybe in wheelchairs uh, and uh, people there that are um maybe rep representing autism all different all different and we'll walk the course and we go on the plane to see how easy it is to get on a plane and all that and they, they're so committed to making it um an amazing airport uh you know for everybody i love going there and we also you know apart from that so say i go and do theirs um we go and do um the hour and a half sessions there as well um and it's just like home. I've I've done a, several sessions there now, and it's just lovely going back seeing people that I know. We did one a couple of weeks ago, and a guy came in, and I said, "Sean, you're not supposed to be here." And went, "I know." I said, "You're trying to get you know the, the, a star or something between the person that comes to the most." <laughs> most I said, "You can you can do it for me if you like, you know." And he laughed, and he, but but he asked questions that he hadn't asked before. So when people come back twice, come on, there's something going on in there. Yeah. <laughs> well what I was amazed at is where you know when I first met you I came to the hotel in mm. in Cornwall and I was just blown away by the the mixture of people that were there yeah. so there was a few professionals there yeah. were people carers that actually worked yeah. in care homes and then there were people from the public who were caring for yeah. um a loved one um, and what was brilliant, I what really warmed me to you and, and um, why I've been singing your praises so much is it seemed to be able, what you were sharing, it was for everyone. So it was, there was, um, you know, the emotional stories and the insight into this illness, this disease, and, and also um, real, really inspirational tools as well to understand how to manage it and how to live um with it or with be with somebody um so it was amazing and i think what's really fascinating hard is that you know pretty much everyone is is going to um you know brush shoulders with it yeah it affects Absolutely. everyone in one way or another doesn't it that's the thing some you will know someone that has memory loss or dementia or you know you know or even is a carer every every one of us knows someone yeah um and and it's just about recognizing even if you're walking down the street 
um, and you, 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 you know, having an awareness about somebody that maybe you think, um, maybe that person, um, yeah, I'll just go and say, hi, how are you? You know, um, and, and I do that anyway. So, <laughs> I just <talk laughs> so do to I. People, random <laughs> people in the street, and they, so, so it's great because some people look at you and smile, and some I just look at some people and think, do you know, I might be the only person that's spoken to you today. Um, and then some people look at me as if I'm mad, which I am, but you know, <laughs> um, but if I do that, I talk to people. So, if I saw somebody in this, I would recognize somebody in the street that um, I would have a pretty good idea if they've got dementia. Um, and they're very vulnerable. People with dementia are very, very vulnerable. We need to help them. We need to have a community that looks after them and, you know, and cares for them. And at the end of my sessions, sometimes I forget and it annoys me when I do, but at the end of my sessions, I try to remember and say, thank you all for coming, but it's not. I haven't just done the session for you. All of those of you who are caring for someone who's living with dementia, I'm now on the journey with you. So everybody's got my home phone number. Everybody's got my uh, email address wow. and um, anybody can call me. If you're having, uh, Lewis used to hallucinate. I care for my ex-husband who I love dearly, who's got later stage uh, frontal lobe dementia. And at the beginning of his diagnosis, he had hallucinations and we were up every night for months and months. Um, I'm lucky. I, 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 did it as a living so I have had some tools and um and ways to deal with things and some of that is is swearing sometimes when he doesn't know but you know <laughs> that's okay um but um but people don't you if, if something like that is happening at three o'clock in the morning and you don't know what to do what do you do you can't ring a doctor you can't <clears throat> ring but you can ring me I mean okay, I won't have my hearing aids in or my teeth in, but, you know, I'll be on the end of the phone. And it's like, it's like, and you know you're talking to someone who knows. Um, and I might not be able to solve the problem or solve what you're going through. I would, I'd come round if I was close enough, but I don't drive. Um, but I'm there and I can, I'll listen and I'll give help if I can. So... Yeah, because it's no good opening that Pandora's box, especially for people who are caring for people with dementia, and then say, bye, thanks for coming. <laughs> You'll be in the news and trader next month. Keep your eye up for your name. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's a Pandora's box you're opening. It's heartbreaking. And you know the poem I end the, the session with is real smacking hard. Um, you know the poem off by heart? No. <laughs> Which poem is this? I was going to say, can we find the poem? I'm so annoyed I don't know it off by heart. So have you can I look it up on the internet while we're talking? I don't even know it. No. Do Maybe mention, if it's the one about the carer, about being if about you want to pause, I can get it. I know exactly where it is. Do you want All to right. do that? Yeah. Can you can you read us the poem? I can. Have you got the tissues ready? Right. I started out very slowly, so you won't even know I'm there. You become a little forgetful, but you don't seem to care. Then I begin to up the ante, for I'm never satisfied. You forget how to drive, or even about the ride. I want you to forget how you once loved to cook. I want you to forget how you once read a book. I want you to forget your loved one's names, special places and things. I want to take away your memory, 
and the joy that those things bring. I don't care what your age is, man or woman means nothing to me. I have no conscience for what I'm doing. I'm insidious, can't you see? Until they find a cure for me, I will go on my merry way, looking for my next victim, who I'm sure I'll find today. Then I will seep into their memory, just a little at a time. I'm vicious and relentless as I continue to commit my crime. I will leave them with a blank canvas where pictures once were stored. I will rot their conscious mind of all the things they once adored. I'm on a feeding frenzy and they are my perfect host. No amount of medicine can stop me. I just love to boast. I will tear apart their family. They won't even know what to do. There is nothing that can mend their loved ones. There is no special glue. I will leave them broken and battered, a shell of whom they once were. And all that they remembered now will just be one big blur. Yes, I wear my disguises and I'm out to win my game. So I will show you no mercy for dementia is my name. Wow. Very powerful, isn't it? Very. Oh. Yeah. Bless you, Lynn. That's got me and Jules. We're both feeling it. Oh. It is. It's a very, very cruel. And I think so many, I think we're terrified of it, aren't we? Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of the people that I've spoken to that have a, a diagnosis within the family, a lot of the time families move away because they are scared and they they can't face it in their dad or their mum. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to. I've had, you know, carers, usually wives or husbands who, you know, mentioned, you know, especially adult children. They, they say things like, oh, you're making it out worse than it is. And I think a lot of the times that's the fear of seeing this in your mum or your dad or your loved one, isn't it? It's such an awful thing to, to go through and to witness, to see that person and this happen to them. So, yeah, it's, it's yeah. yeah yeah it is and it's a, a, it's it's that acceptance um for, for me mm. um working because uh, i i yes i do the sessions as a small bit i suppose of what i do um i support people and one of the sad things if you like is getting people to um acknowledge that they have got dementia or getting loved ones to um getting loved ones to um accept it as well um mm. and i get that why would you you know it's hard to accept that you've got a heartbreaking disease that there's no cure for um there's no medication really there's a bit of medication that will stabilize it a little bit mostly usually for Alzheimer's um, and not all the other dementias. Um, and it's pretty damn scary. And that's why people need to have the information. Um, the, one, the other thing I find really hard to get people to try and practice and do is to live in the world of the person with dementia. So, you know, 
Jules, if that was you and you were saying to me, today's Christmas Day then, isn't it great? I'd be saying, yeah, fab, I'll come and help you put the decorations up later. You know, live in their world. I wouldn't turn around and say, what are you talking about? It's August, you know? People find it hard um, to not try and correct people with dementia. And, mm-hmm. and it, my sessions are all about keeping it calm, keeping it, keeping the person happy. You know, not telling them they're wrong um, and things like that, you know. So, but that's the hardest, that's probably the hardest thing for people to um, to do. Yes, uh, I, I, can, I can totally relate to that. Hearing, um, so my dad uh, had, um, he wasn't diagnosed, he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he was too sort of um, proud, he wouldn't let, but let my mum go through with the testing and everything, but that I could really see that when my mum got angry, upset, emotional, I could see she was wanting to fight with the reality of what was occurring. I.e., you know, my dad was saying one thing, no, I've told you this before, or this isn't, you're wrong, Frank. Yeah. And all of that. And, yeah, I've witnessed that too as well. It's in my own family. Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah, people just, it's hard for people to sort of see almost that, that person's changed and you're you have to accept that don't you it's almost it's like you you can't rely on not rely but you can't think of the person that they were things have changed and you must accept that and it's the disease it's not the person um and um I mean I'm not not in a boasting way I've had lots of practice which is why but I'm very very good at doing that um and thank goodness I am, because it makes my life a whole lot easier. And that's what I try and say to carers. If you can just go along with it, unless they're going to hurt themselves or hurt somebody else, um, if you can just go along with what they're saying, um, it's uh, it makes your life easier. Because once you start locking horns, yeah. and it escalates. So, you know, I mean, I remember my mum saying to me one one day, uh, my mum and dad both lived with me until they died at home with me. And I was so lucky to have a team of carers and we all worked together and they both actually, I'm sitting on my mum's bed now. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I, I, I was just so lucky that they were able to. And my mum said to me one evening, uh, she had vascular dementia. Have you seen Sam? Well, Sam was her eldest brother. She was so proud of him. He was a drum major in the army. And to her, that was way high, you know, and, um, she came from a big family and she said to me have you seen Sam and I went no mum I haven't so she said he's home he's home on leave and I said I'll run into him later anyway she went to I put her to bed and the next morning she said did you see Sam by now I've forgotten um she said did you see Sam last night and I went no I didn't mum and you're thinking all the time what can I say um I said I didn't mum but you know what it's like he's in the army they get a phone call they've got to go so I said, he's probably been called back to barracks. I said, I'll see him next time he comes home. I did not say to her, what are you talking about? Mummy died 12 years ago. Why That's would I thing. do that? Why would I do that? Mm-hmm. You know, because to do that, I'm calling her a liar because she's just told me she's seen him. So yeah. if I'm very, I'm calling her a liar. Um, I'm, I'm going to upset her. And, yeah. and just, why do that lie? I'm a great believer in lying <laughs> and swearing. <laughs> lying. 
you know, it's, it's, if it's lying in a sense, though, is it? Because in their reality, it's not lying because they've gone not. back to that memory and that instance exactly. in their life. They're remembering. They're not making things up. They're remembering no, moments. Real. It's yeah. so real to them. So go along with it. Don't try and correct them mm. because it's I just think that's cruel. I really do. I remember years ago when I first started back in the 70s, I started working in the homes. And we were told then we had to be honest. We had to tell them the truth. Um, and that was the thing then. And I always refused to. How I never got sacked, I don't know to this day. Um, but I refused to do that. And now, thank God, in most places, you don't have to. Although I did hear of a home the other day where they do still tell the, the, the sort of truth. Mm. And in some, in, some, in some cases, that's fine. You know what I mean? But you nothing that my whole job with Lewis is to keep him happy and pain-free yeah so if if for instance he spilt a drink I was sitting next to him and he spilt a drink I'd go oh do you know what? I just get more clumsy by the day don't I I will <laughs> take blame for that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say to him oh my god why have you you know I will take the blame for that because I know I'm taking the blame it's a bit of a game really isn't it you know you can you can make it way less stressful mm. uh, than you think it's going to be um so now he's he's laughing because he thinks i'm a, you know a clumsy person um and uh, uh and, and and i'm thinking the things i have to do but anyway <laughs> to, keep, to keep him happy but it's better than locking horns and starting anxieties and just it, it just escalates it just breaks my heart when people do that yeah so, yeah, you mentioned that um, you've got experience as a carer professionally when working with people with dementia and um, your mum and with your dad um, and then obviously Lewis, your husband. Do you feel like things are getting better in terms of, you know, learning about dementia, the kind of support we're getting and the information out there? Or do you think, you know, there's a lot to improve? And, and what would you say really needs to be improved? Gosh, that Sorry, a that's a lot of questions cool, there, isn't there? <laughs> Otherwise, I'll, I'll forget. I've got a terrible memory. I'll forget if I don't get it out. Questions. Um, um, when, when you say, is it getting better? Yes, it couldn't have got any worse of when yeah. I was back in the 70s. Um, and there is a theory, and I don't know, I, I don't look into statistics. That's not my thing. But that dementia has been going for hundreds of years. You just get locked up in a, in a, in a, in a mental institution. You know what I mean? So... Um, so yes, from the seventies when I started, yeah, of course it's it's, it's improving, um, but nowhere near enough. Um, it's uh, no, it's just not improving enough. Um, I mean, just a, a silly thing. Way back then, we were we were saying how much music, um, it, it, you know, it affects people with with dementia. It's the one thing that can get through a dementia brain: music. People can forget who they are, don't know what day it is, can just sit staring. Or you play some music that they know, they'll start singing and all. And um, and nobody was taking any notice of us. And now all of a sudden, you know, it's it's music is, and we've been saying, we've been saying this for years. But I think once a government acknowledges something, the expectation is they put their hands in their pockets and give us some money, to, you know, so the longer they can hold off, I guess, you know. Uh, but that's what um, paraplegians are doing. That's Norman's. Oh, that's Norman's baby. 
we supply free MP3 players for people with dementia. Um, and I've got a couple going through at the moment. Um, Lewis has got his one. And he went the first time I, I'd love you to come to a session sometime, Jules. Um, the, the first time I, I put his, um, his headphones on and he went from just staring at the wall to tapping his feet and, and his hands and, and he was nodding his head and, and uh, he, he was listening to Bad Moon Rising by Credence Clearwater Revival. Um, and it was just, music is amazing uh, for people with dementia. And then they're recognising that um, and they're doing a thing on TV about that. But as a, as a general rule, dementia doesn't get um, the coverage it should. Um, yeah. And when it does it's usually alzheimer's mm. you tell mm. me how many other dementias you hear about advertised on the tv i actually didn't know before i started working um with the memory cafes i knew about alzheimer's and dementia and sort of what it entailed but i didn't know there was these many different types of you know diseases that cause dementia I, I, you know and I don't think most people know about it to be honest no. I kind of start that's almost how I start the session and I say to people you know how many how, how many types of dementia do you think there are and people should sort of say four five seven and I'm like well it depends depends where you google and everything and between like one and four hundred and everybody goes what and I and, and that's my opportunity to say have you learned something and they all go, yeah. I went, okay, then it's worth, we'll carry on. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we don't learn anything. There's no point doing the sessions. But people do not know. Um, dementia is the umbrella, like cancer is the umbrella. And then you've got lung cancer, breast cancer, and all the. So you've got dementia, you've got Alzheimer's, you've got um, Lewy body, you've got um, frontal lobe, you've got vascular, and then all loads, you've got, um, you know, dementia related to Parkinson's and dementia related to alcohol and so on and so on and so on. And people just don't know um, that, you know, these, these, there's that amount of, and all you hear about is Alzheimer's and Alzheimer's is the most, just the most common form of dementia. Um, it's, it's dementia. It is a form of dementia. And people often don't realize that because I have on a couple of occasions written to the Alzheimer's society saying it's not a clear representation of what you do mm. because they do do a lot of work for dementia they work yeah. but it it seems like it's just for alzheimer's you know and they they acknowledge that but said to rebrand would cost millions so you know it's not, yeah. it's not, not well also you have to teach sorry lynn you'd also have to teach the whole world what you've just passed yeah. and the the cost of having to do that what that's what yeah. they're saying isn't it is that yeah. alzheimer's is one strand of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was sort of thinking as well, I remember you saying um, that you go into shops right at the beginning you were talking about and that shops in Newquay have a purple angel symbol. Is that right? Or they yeah, have stickers on their windows or doors. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's saying that there's inv inviting people with dementia carers and that they they've got dementia awareness. Yes, and they're dementia. It's supposed to say that, but going back to what I was saying before, when I used to do it that way, yeah, give information, and they put the sticker on their door, and perhaps not all the staff had read the information, mm. and that would be sod's law, 
that I would go in with Lewis. No, I would know, but I would go in with Lewis or someone would go in thinking, oh, this is great. I can come into this cafe and if he starts to eat with his fingers or it's fine, they'll understand. And actually the staff hadn't read all the information, mm. um, but they already got the stickers up in their windows. And there's, uh, when I've got time, I do need to go through Newquay and say, you know what? <laughs> and because it's a big turnover in a seaside town of, yeah. of yeah. owners and staff, um, it's very difficult to say a business is dementia aware. You can say certain members of staff are like, you've got a certificate, so people can get certificates. So it's okay to say, I mean, the job centre want all their staff to do it. So I will be able to mm-hmm. do a certificate. So, sorry. That's so good, isn't it? It's amazing. And so I'm going back in September to do the other half. Um, and uh, they will get a certificate to say that the job centre is dementia aware and it is a safe place for people um, living with dementia. So um, it was very hard to do that in the seasonal town. We've got the turnover of staff and everything. So it's like the airport. I really want to do something for the airport because they are so committed. But again, they they have a turnover of staff. They have a huge seasonal staff. Um, so I think we're going to come up with some kind of certificate that says, for instance, uh, Cornwall Airport Nuki are continually working towards becoming uh, paraplegal dementia aware. I just think they should have some recognition for the mm. fact that they they are um they are investing in this you know yeah or maybe it's like a first aid certificate as well is that you know you 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 have your training and then 3 years later it needs upgrading it needs you know there's new yeah you have a nominated person as well you know sometimes you have so at least there's always a person working there I mean maybe with small businesses that doesn't work as well but with larger ones there's always at least one you know professional there or worker that yeah. has an understanding so if there is an issue or someone is there you know that they're struggling a member of staff could go to that person and say oh yeah I think that person might need some help or yeah I don't know, that might work yeah that that has been talked about before that people would um I can't remember where it was but people would have might have been Hollywood Bay um, holiday park that they would have somebody in each section that yeah. was a, a nominated person but what happens if that person's off sick if that person's on yeah. holiday um <laughs> so again you i have to be very careful when i say um that people are uh dementia aware if they haven't actually been to the, the session uh, yeah. if you're relying on one person um to do that that's not always going to work either but it's 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 ideas you know we'll, we'll try it we'll try anything really um mm. i said when i went to the last um forum at the airport and we were introducing ourselves and i'm i'm just a bit passionate about this and then um, there was people there that i'd not seen before and i actually said do you know what i don't drive but um if somebody supplied the rocket i'd go to mars and do a session i really would i'd go anywhere <laughs> Because originally it was just Nuki. I was just going to do it for Nuki and make Nuki a dementia aware. And then I've met people like you and other people have come. And um, Lapa Valley, for instance, uh, um, are interested in one day after the uh, park closes, um, having all their staff and me going down and doing a session for Lapa Valley staff. Wow. Yeah. You know, that that's people who care. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Have you ever been to Nuki when the land train's on? 
we've got a land train in Newquay. No, I didn't know about that. <laughs> yeah, it's lovely with Mark and, Mark and Harry. And they've got their land train. And obviously it's got lots of carriages. And obviously in the summer, people want to get places. And, and there's the land train chugging along the streets. Um, but Harry and, and Jack, who, who own, they own that, yeah. they have been to one of my sessions. And every time I you know, see people on Facebook putting things about like, the bloody land train, you know, they had to be somewhere and everything. And I just pop a little thing in there and, say, <laughs> and just say, do you know what? They're the eyes and ears of Purple Angel because they travel around all the time. And if someone goes missing, they would be one of the first people I would go to with a photo and say, do you know this person? Because they wow. might well know that person and where they live and they've seen them out while they've been out on the train, you know. So, um, so yeah, I love them. But, uh, but it's, that's what it's about. It's getting the community aware you know um but yeah so we're going to finish now and um wanting to just round up really by saying you you've been sharing this knowledge lynn with you know anyone can come and learn about this and really what you're saying is everyone needs to so if you're listening to this and you think oh lynn sounds amazing you know you can be a carer you can be somebody that's living with dementia do you do you have do you invite people that's more difficult if somebody who is living with dementia wants to come along and i've had a couple yeah i do have to explain to them that it's quite hard hitting yeah. um and I need to care for them. Do you know what I mean? Um, almost traumatic, you would say, almost, isn't it? Because you're learning what is coming, almost. Yeah. And mm. I and yes, we have fun, and there's some you know fun bits in in the session, but it is hard hitting. I don't wrap it in cotton wool, um, and so I have to be very careful that people who have got dementia and want to come along that really understand that and I will then say to them if if you feel that that would be too much for you if you'd like me to meet up with you and we can have a chat then I you know we'll do that but I had a lovely couple come to a session a couple of months ago and first of all the lady said she wanted to come along because she was concerned about her husband and then she said to me Actually, my husband wants to come along as well. So I went through all the care a bit and, and she said, I think we'll be all right. And they came along. Oh, my God. They were an amazing couple because it turned out that they both were a little bit worried about each other. Oh um, and uh, they afterwards, they'd learned so much, but they were very early stages. Um, and they took it on board as being something really positive that now they kind of knew sort of some of the things that that were maybe in the future um but it's yeah very traumatic for somebody who is actually living with dementia but apart from that everybody everybody and people who have got businesses will come to you you know if you can't get your staff to us or you can't get to us trust me i'll find you <laughs> wherever you are i'll find you no seriously if you want us to come along um we're doing uh one of the estate agents in Newquay um, soon. Uh, they want all their staff, so that's two sessions. Um, that's where it's hard sometimes to do businesses. You have to split the team and go in twice. That's absolutely fine. I'll go in ten times if that's what it takes. Um, so yeah. yeah. So we're and, and we're and now we're not just sticking to Newquay. 
So Maybe. wherever you are, if you can get the hail. Our, our, our head office is hail so maybe we can get you there absolutely absolutely i've got a couple of drivers obviously some of the volunteers work um but i've got a couple of drivers and i i usually like to bring one volunteer with me um yeah absolutely amazing you you, you name the day and the time and the and and i'll be there just to say really that was really interesting and really great to find out you know that you do these sessions I think it's really necessary um and I think you're doing an amazing job you know you're making changes positive changes for people right now in Newquay and Cornwall you know that are going through this so and at the same time being a carer yourself for your husband so it's it's I don't know how you get all the energy <laughs> if, we, so, if we can yeah. clarify he's my ex-husband Jules wow <laughs> Even Thank more you. impressive, even more impressive, actually. I actually oh, love you God. more now than I did when we were married, but that's that's wow. <laughs> we're best friends, always have wow. been. So, yeah, he's um, <sighs> I, but you're, you're saying, oh, oh, you know, um, I, I don't know if uh, Anna picked up on Facebook or whatever, but in July last year, my oldest daughter died. Mm. Lewis doesn't know it wasn't his daughter. Um, and he just by being here, he has no idea how he has helped me through the last um, 13 months. So um, it's not, oh, you know, just me looking after him without even yeah. knowing it. Um, he's yeah, he's been there. He's a reason to get up in the morning. I'm you know, I'm, I'm kind of getting I'm not where I was a year ago. Um, but boy, he was he was a reason to get up and a reason to carry on. And uh He's he lost his speech and he's getting his speech back, but it's not always what you want to hear. But um, <laughs> and, um, but it's great. He met, we laugh so much, and I don't know what I'm laughing at. And but it doesn't matter. He's happy and he and yeah. So he he's been absolutely amazing. So please don't think that I'm anything uh, looking after him because without knowing, he's got me through the last with with other people as well. My daughters and. Um, and, and other lovely people, but him, yeah, without a doubt, he's amazing. Lynn, you're so gorgeous. You're such an inspiration. What you have been through and all the lived experience and everything, and, you know, you really are an angel walking on this earth and, um, you know, all that love and kindness and, yeah, maximum, maximum love and respect to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's just that's just what I do. <laughs> yeah, we're giving you a hug, a, a virtual yes, hug. virtual hug over Zoom. <laughs> and I really hope I'll see you in person soon because I'm definitely going to pop in and find out a bit more about Purple Angels. Absolutely. And we may be moving premises from the from the Legion to okay. the the hub at Nunsleden. Um, sadly, the hub hasn't got a bar, which the Legion did. So if you got fed up with me, get fed. <laughs> Um, <laughs> there's, there's no bar at Nuns Leaden, but we'll do twos and coffees. And so we're having a break in September because we've actually got a lot of businesses and things happening. Um, and also, um, I don't know if you're going to cut this or not, but um, what I've needed over the last year uh, is a group of people in the same situation as me. Um, and there isn't one. So I'm starting one. Um, you know, if it's not there, you've got to do it yourself, haven't you? So yeah. as from September, I'm starting uh, 
I don't know what I'm going to call it yet. I want Kim's name in it somewhere. Kim's my daughter. I want either her initials meaning something or her in, in, in the, um, what we're going to call the group. Um, and it will be a, a group for bereaved parents. Mm. Um, so we start that in September and we're going to do that um, again at the hub on the second Thursday of each month. So we're having our kind of break from um, uh, the Legion and the room there is going to be all decorated and everything. So we're going to be based more at the hub. Yeah. Thank you. That sounds incredible. And if you want to get in touch with Lynn, type in the good old internet purple angel Cornwall and you'll find Lynn reach out to her and book a session on uh, Nuki purple angels Facebook page purple angels perfect All yeah. right. thank you thank you so much thank, thank you Anna. lovely speaking to you again Ooh. lovely meeting you Jules lovely to meet you Lynn I can't wait to meet you in person and find out a bit more <laughs>